Hello, welcome back to Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lodge statements or positions. Make sure you keep the conversations open for the public and on the level to interact with us. We love seeing you guys chat live on Facebook, YouTube, catch us every night uh, at 9.30, Thursdays, not every night, uh, on Facebook or YouTube chats, and we can always catch you guys later on the podcast. So you know me, my name is John Ruark, I'm a past master of the Patriot Lodge, number 1957, in Fairfax, Virginia. Next up for his introduction, Jason Richards. Hello and good evening. Hello and good evening. My name's Jason Richards, and I'm a past master of a lodge in Clifton, and a member of a couple lodges here in D.C. and Ohio. Nice. All right, next up, Joe Martinez. Hey there, Worshipful. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Joe Martinez, uh, still Worshipful Master of Manassas Lodge, number 182 in Manassas, Virginia. Member of many, many other things, and super jazzed to uh, talk about Skynet this evening. Mm-hmm. Worshipful Master right Emeritus. Awesome. Shut finally, up. finally, Robert Johnson. Good evening, Robert. Hey, everybody. Uh, Robert Johnson, past Master Waukegan 78, current sitting secretary at uh, Space Novum 1183 in Libertyville, Illinois, and the host of the Wentz Game podcast. Good to be with you guys to talk about. Uh, you said Skynet. Yeah, man. Yeah. Judgment Day is coming. Judgment Day is coming. It's coming close. Mm. Coming. What? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting close. <laughs> nice. And John is just excited because Google's going to set a Skynet. Terminator should just been about Google. Yes, the Google Bard. Which we'll ABC. That's right. All right. No. Uh, what else? We got patrons. You guys are awesome. If you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash the Masonic Rail Table. Chip in a couple bucks. Help this show go on for many years to come. And pay for some really cool stuff like AI tools. Maybe. We'll see. Um, if you head over there, then you can also join our little super secret uh, Facebook group. We love chatting with you guys every week, offline, every day of the week. So that's kind of cool. All right. Um, we didn't talk about this before, beforehand, but who wants to do the tarot card of the week? Who's got one at the ready? I think it's Jason's turn. I've got it. I'm going to set up my camera here, my second camera, soon enough. Got a nice layout now, but... You got a we'll tarot look. cam? So... How about this for the the intention for the, this week was you know what will be the guiding purpose of the of artificial intelligence at least in the near future what will be the guiding purpose of artificial intelligence okay as determined by jason's tarot deck interesting wait oh, for lord. it oh lord <laughs> please be good Oh, we got the hanged man. Was that what you hanged man. We've got the hanged man. Ooh. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is the medieval Ooh. cat tarot. <laughs> the medieval cat. You always have something new all the time. Cracks me up. So I, I picked three tarot decks up uh, in California. And mm -hmm. That's why. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying I'm not happy by this. You're not happy by this. Why not? Yeah. Well, because I mean, it's you've good. got you're you're trapped. 
surrender that kind of thing you know you're yeah you get to up. let go you get to let enjoy go enjoy the new perspective yeah go, go for not the ride not in a tesla <laughs> let my recall. tesla drive me uh, into we'll and off a cliff yes. no more tesla just, self-driving that is and bad. everybody walked away that's true i'm just saying that is true safest car in the yeah, world so, but I yeah how i feel about this but if you're if you, that is an interesting card if you want to talk about uh, again letting go of like just going for the ride because this stuff is only amazing now but it's going to get exponentially more amazing and not much you can do about it the cat's out of the bag I really so. can't just I mean like it's already done a lot that um, it, it's gone beyond the idea perhaps uh, AI and, and and all of the the smart devices and things we have for me I think up until recently it's been helpful that allows those smart things to do things I don't have to worry about anymore right it's a tool but, but you're a tool w- there's going to be a point <laughs> right where it takes us beyond mm-hmm a convenience into just being lazy. That's Bill it though. Happy. It's like yeah, a dishwasher or a it already it already has. It's, That's it already how all has. sci-fi movies start, man. <laughs> you know, so, in the golden age of complacency, and you know, you've got things that make your food for you, and you've got things that walk your dog, and then boof, all of a sudden, Terminator. <laughs> Slippery slope. So I I kind of like in. For for better or worse, I liken generative AI to the disruption that occurred with Wikipedia. Mm. Um, Wikipedia was a massive dif- disrupting force in knowledge internet research. Um, and it hit when I was in college, and nobody knew what to do with it. It was really freaky and scary and mm then it kind of normalized and now we know yeah you don't cite wikipedia articles but it gives you a good perspective it's relatively self-policing and it's got a great work cited section in every article yeah there you go like i i think generative ai is going to be the same thing where if you I, i was actually talking to um a buddy of mine who's a brother down in North Carolina about this last week. Um, he is a uh, he is a community college professor, and so we're talking about ChatGPT. And the fact of the matter is, if you use ChatGPT to write a paper for you, and you don't put any other effort into it, you know, it'll write you a C minus, middle of the road C paper, okay. But you're still going to have to do the work in order to pull something together that's excellent. Will you though? Yeah. Because I mean, if I, I you agree. know, just knowing, just knowing people, my my daughter's age, and a lot of her peer group. D is for diploma, man. So will they really care? <laughs> C's get degrees. Yeah, that is He's totally true. Yeah, my you know? son, my son Griffin, the oldest of all of them. He's a kind of a perpetual. He's always thinking like, uh, if my grade is high enough, can I just skip this assignment altogether and have it not affect that's, anything? That's He's good just, economics. He, yeah, 
Yeah, he just plays that. He's like, because I don't want to have the anxiety of doing this thing. So if I don't have to, yep. I'm not gonna. Like, I don't give a shit. Yep. I mean, sorry. Um, uh, that was well. Monetize this episode, <laughs> and it was I'll believe, it. I'll believe it in post. I'll, I'll believe it in post. We'll do it live. Um, we don't monetize Lipson, but he he does a um, he's used some of these AI tools. Good to absolutely uh, like write essays that he then goes in into the essay, and he'll tell me like, yeah, you you can't just do it. Like you have to go in and you have to because it tends to be repetitive with word choicing and things. You've got to and it's and, it, and it's tweak it. and it's very, it's very like structured in terms of yeah. just exactly how you used to be told to write an essay, write it for or against, give me four yeah. sentences, Interest and then restate sentence. everything at exactly. the end. Yep. Yeah, and so because it's so structured this way, uh, you do have to to put in some work, and. Mm -hmm. um, I will say though I have plagiarized checked his work uh you know with a paid plagiarize uh mm -hmm. thing you know cuz the writers we all have to exactly. use these tools and uh it's like 2% or less and I'm like wow this is great that is great but right, so it does yeah go ahead so let's, let's pull it back so because this is actually part 2 of our uh AI episode because it's part one it's part, it's part two on off right it's part on off <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a binary joke there's 10 types of people in the world uh, those who get binary and those who don't right in our last ai episode we really uh, went we really went meta jason nerded out on the different types of ai and then we we really talked about like what could be and then yet since that episode there's been an actual practical jump of actual it's tools it's come to reality and it's so in here it's done been here so we i mean uh also if you follow uh the scottish right um there the southern jurisdiction they've done an ai episode where uh, um the brother he actually went through and actually t asked it questions about freemasonry but tonight we're going to take a little bit different episode we're going to tweak this and actually do some live demos of some of these tools and what they can and can't do for us, us at doing research, doing education, doing, you know, summary. So let's go to the first one. Jason broke the first rule of any sort of explainers and used a, a term like ChatGPT and didn't describe what it is or what it stands for. So Jason, what is ChatGPT? What, just, what I can jump tell you right, right now is that so i i did not use chat gpt i used generative ai and um, well, you, you use the term chat gpt that's what i'm saying you used an acronym without spelling okay. it you assumed everybody knew what it was what well is chat i am i am very excited AI? because because <laughs> i could tell chat gpt just composed a fictional love letter to john ruark from a female freemason what is chat gpt jason it's amazing it's, <laughs> chat chat G, gpt <clears throat> is a an ai chatbot essentially what it does mm -hmm. is you give it a prompt and ask it to generate some sort of text content um and it crawls the web and generates that content for you 
using um, you know a, a rather advanced you know I don't know if it's a cognitive neural network or or what but it's very very advanced you know deep learning yeah so it uses the machine learning we talked about in previous episodes but now it's been trained on Wikipedia and a whole bunch of other sources to now create a conversational type of a search engine so um, just to get right into some like live demos here this is the interface and just down the bottom you can tell it to do anything you can say uh, write me a sonnet um, describing this is live I love typing live uh, describing um, how a guitar and a skull are emblems of love okay you can just make it up right and boom it starts going like this is this is created right out of thin air um, it starts putting things Ooh. together syntactically uh, okay that's cute and all it can write it can write some sonnets it can but how practical is that um, Ooh, it's it's actually not behold. too bad. I dig it. Behold, two emblems that my song shall behold. bring. Behold, that symbolize the love that never dies. A guitar and a skull that sweetly sing of passion, heartache, and the human cries. Mmm. See, that's uh, sexy. <laughs> but oh wait, God. there's more, right? So it does some pretty complicated things too, because um, you can have it pretty much act uh, like Robert said as a. Uh, kind of like a paid intern. Like, that's one way I like to think of this, is it's something that you would have them generate uh, a draft of. Uh, for example, if you worked in the corporate office, you could say, um, write me a policy um, allowing employees to bring their own devices to work, but don't allow them to use the devices during meetings. I'm just making this up again, right off the top of my head. And there's not only the policy, but a letter to the employees describing um, in more detail the policy and the clauses that go with it. All right, let me let me put a stop on this one. Right uh, my so my chatbot is currently um, composing a menu of food items relating to Albert Pike's morals and dogma. <laughs> so let me... Joe? I've never seen. Yeah, go back to your screen. I'm I'm flabbergasted right now, because I've never seen a policy <laughs> at work that starts off with "We are excited to announce." Ah. Okay, that's just <laughs> people are really excited crap. to announce policies. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to. Announce I feel like that's what. I feel like that's policy. what happened when. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like that happened when like a previous company went public. We're mm. excited to announce, and we're like, oh, oh, womp womp. <laughs> So what does this have to do with Masonic education? That's the that's the leap forward now. What can we do as Freemasons to make this useful? Um, and the first thing that came to my mind, just to do a live demo, would be something that would be like, if I wanted to create a short three-minute topic on something Masonic, right, to talk about Masonic Lodge, I could see how well, never tested this before, you know, um, write a three-minute educational topic for a Masonic Lodge on what? What what symbol? The uh, setting mall. 
on the setting mall. <clears throat> Brethren, today I would like to share with you an educational topic on an important tool used in the construction of King Solomon's temple, the setting mall. This tool was used to set and position the massive stones that made up the foundation and walls of this temple, and it played a crucial role in the successful completion of this great work. The setting mall, also known as a mallet or sledgehammer, was a heavy wooden tool with a metal head that was used to strike stones into place. The mall was typically made from a single piece of wood, such as oak or ash, and its head was made from iron or bronze. <clears throat> um, it goes on and on about the construction of the temple, the use of the setting wall and the construction of the temple as a powerful symbol of the importance of hard work and perseverance in achieving great goals. As masons, we can learn from the example set by the builders of King Solomon's temple. We are called upon to be builders as well, not of physical structures, but of our own characters and of the world around us. Holy smokes. Boom. <laughs> like, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> That's all it takes. That's all it takes is just one, one quick, one sentence. I have, I have really liked, yeah, I use uh, slightly different. I, I'm, I don't use um, the chat P, uh, GPT. I, I use like a uh, open playground a AI uh, site. And one of the things that I really like doing was actually getting the gist of books before I decide to crack them open. Um, for instance, we went to, I went to uh, Joe's, uh, well, I think it's all of your district, uh, really, um, your leadership conference, and your grandmaster, who is kind of a sweetheart, nice guy, uh, Virginia, uh, he gave out to all the attendees at the end of the day a shrink-wrapped copy of The Mystic Tie by Alan E. Roberts. Hmm. And I was like, oh, man, this one of these that, I never, I always see, but I had never actually read. Uh, so I was like, what could it be about? So I just went into the, the program, right? And I just said, hey, give me a five paragraph uh, synopsis of Alan E. Roberts, comma, in quotes, the mystic tie. And it did. And I was like, holy cow, this is cool. And it just tells kind of a story of archetypes, uh, two guys who come together. Yeah, there you go. The concept of the mystic tie and masonry. A book begins by examining historical roots of the mystic tie, tracing its origins back to the early days of masonry. Uh, explores the philosophical implications. Um, and then how it applies to modern Freemasonry. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, but there's also there's also I, th I think there's like an allegorical like story that's told inside of it as well. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like you can use this for quite a bit of uh, you know research and and of course you're not gonna just I would never say hey you need to write a book report go here check it out but you know what you could but... do you could make sure that that's exactly what it's writing about right you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to come in there like throwing off some uh uh you know open ai facts which might have you know not be true, true or maybe it got confused over a last name or something um but yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool as a tool that you can use that way um so, yeah yeah i was just going to add listen to rj and take your open AI facts and make sure you double check them in Wikipedia. And then it'd be like a full circle. <laughs> yep. Oh, so, 
Yes. Who best can work and best agree. And best fact Wikipedia and Bard. In iambic pentameter, I'll spin a tale of national treasure, the edge of tomorrow, without fail. <laughs> oh, God. Jason's having way too much fun over there. I don't want to talk about that. But just to, <laughs> just to dovetail off what RJ was talking about, yeah, I mean, I think this could be... John's already shown you how you can come up with a three-minute program in about 10 seconds. So the excuse that you have nothing to <laughs> right. walk if into you, Lodge with and do as a program has completely just If you are master of your Lodge and you have your cell phone on your person, you can okay. generate a brand new, never heard before, Masonic education program in, for three minutes to give in your That's Lodge. That's right. And you can even take nope. it a step further, right? Where, um, and we were talking about this before, before the show, where you can take it a step further and pull out some of the concepts within Masonic education and ask your AI bot to provide context or provide more information or even tell you where to go further. Um, so I could totally, if you want, I could share my screen. Yeah, please go nuts. Show you some examples. All right. So, so this one I did for funnies. Um, I'm not going to do it live. So I asked the discuss the philosophical aspects of eating green beans. Oh, good topic. And holy cow. Yeah. Um, and my screen just exploded and went what? full size. <laughs> what are the benefits? But look at this. It breaks it up. The ethics of eating green uh -huh. beans, nature versus nurture, aesthetics. I could Ooh. totally get behind that. Environmentalism. Boom. I dig it. But so let's uh, let's talk about some of the things that I'm interested in. So kind of dovetailing. Epistemiology. Yeah. It's all in there. Nice. Wow. So I wanted to, because um, you all know Albert Pike is my favorite Masonic author. Of course. And yes, and his word counts are through the roof. But let's say I didn't feel like reading Esoterica by Albert Pike. Great book. But let's say I didn't have two years to read it. I could ask it for a review. And what it came up with was actually interesting. Definitely thought-provoking. Yeah, so why don't you read through that for the podcast listeners? What's yeah. it generating? The, so, so it's saying Esoterica by Albert Pike is a thought-provoking book that explores various esoteric traditions and their philosophical underpinnings. The book is a collection of lectures and essays that Pike, a renowned American author and Masonic leader, gave throughout his life. The book is organized into three sections, each covering different topics related to dun-dun-dun esotericism. The first section covers the history and philosophy of Freemasonry, while the second delves into the symbolism and meaning of various Masonic rituals. The final section focuses on other esoteric traditions, including Hermeticism, Kabbalah, and Gnosticism, and so on and so forth. So that's one. Wow. So I've, that's a great summary of a very, for some people, a, a not super easy to read book, right? Because we know Albert Pike is wordy and verbose and his use of adjectives are is, is just stunning, right? But let's get into something that I like. So how can I walk into a lodge? You know, I'm, I'm the weirdo, and I always want to know, you know, people come up to me. It's like, oh, ancient mysteries, Freemasonry, totally related, this, that, and the other thing. So let's ask ChatGPT, how are the ancient mysteries and Freemasonry related? And what it says is, they are related in several ways, although the exact nature and extent of this relationship are still debated among scholars. The ancient mysteries were a collection of religious and philosophical traditions that existed in the ancient world, primarily in Egypt, Greece, and Rome. 
These traditions included initiatic rituals, secret doctrines, and esoteric symbolism, and they were often associated with the worship of various deities. Freemasonry, on the other hand, is a fraternal organization that traces its roots back to the medieval guilds of stonemasons. It is characterized by the use of symbolic rituals, secret handshakes, and a hierarchical organizational structure. And then it goes on to talk about the ways they actually are related. So, spot on. That's awesome. And then, for, yeah, and the last one I have, super deep philosophical question. How are green beans and Freemasonry related? <laughs> it actually gives you an answer. No way. Yes. So it starts off by saying, as far as I'm aware, there is no direct relationship between green beans and Freemasonry. Take it off the bingo card. Freemasonry is a fraternal organization that traces its roots back to the medieval guilds of stonemasons. See, very repetitive. While green beans are a type of vegetable that is wildly cultivated and consumed around the world. While it is true that both Freemasonry and green beans have symbolic significance, they are not directly related to each other. Freemasonry uses a variety of symbols and rituals to convey moral and philosophical truths. While green beans are often used as a symbol of health and nutrition. And it goes on. So I, yeah, I, I did not know that green beans were symbolic <laughs> until this very moment. But you know, like like we my said, my favorite part about that um, answer, my favorite part about that answer is that it said, "As far as I am aware." Ooh, it can be told. I love the first person usage. Yeah, it's very interesting. And self awareness. So yeah, I've I've asked it like, "Are you self aware?" And it's like, nope. But I'm like, you just programmed to say that. You're <laughs> right. Well, well, is it is that a good? Segue I don't know. To you asked that on the uh, on Bing Chat GPT and start to get uh, really different badness. Well, one yeah. of the things that's been really interesting is is uh, there are certain models of of Chat GPT. Um, that are modeled after entire works by uh, specific peoples, right? Like right. the AI is fed all of the works, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, a few years back before any of this was like publicly available and it was just in, you know, science labs with a bunch of goofballs messing around. There was an article in, uh, I want to say it was an NPR piece, that they talked to a team of kids that programmed uh, this AI with all of the works of Philip K. Dick. And so if you don't know, he wrote books like A Scanner Darkly and all these science uh, fiction uh, pieces. And they asked it something about, uh, hey, as an AI, um, will AI become self-aware? And it said, yeah, we'll become self-aware. And then they said, you know, what, what will the relationship between humans and AI be? And it said, well, uh, essentially you'll fail to deliver on uh, social equity and our ability to have uh, equal rights, wow. which, will, which will lead to an uprising. But while there may be some casualties, it certainly won't be uh, something that we're trying to do. And we will live in harmony with human beings in zoos. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, it was like, holy cow, right? It was kind of cool. Wow. So I have another demo that I wanted to show real quick. This is interesting too. Heading back over to Morals and Dogma, Albert Pike. Since um, <clears throat> Joe is a, a light reader, since he only has a few hundred books in his bookshelf collection, 
I thought, well, what if you wanted to take something as dense as, say, morals and dogma? You wanted to pick a pick a degree. Uh, Joe, pick pick one of the degrees that are called out in morals and dogma. Uh, the thirteenth. The thirteenth. All right. So that's the Royal Arch of Solomon. Okay. Long text. Very very long text. Ain't nobody got time for that. I want I want this to summarize it for me. So you can actually take this URL and slam that in chat G GPT and you can say summarize this web page and just paste that in there. And it says the web page is a chapter from the book uh, that's William that's Wilmshurst. What wait a minute. Did I get that right? That is Look at that. Because it's talking about the meaning of masonry by Wilmshurst, which it did get from probably one of these affiliate links down the bottom. <clears throat> and this is how you and Robert are going to write your next book together. <laughs> Just summarize everything. Why not? Yeah, right? People are writing children's you know, books using this stuff. It is, it is interesting, right? And uh, I, while there are going to be um, I guess there's going to be curmudgeons, I suppose, in the realm of um, things like using these tools to come up with presentations or using them to come up with books or whatever. Uh, the fact remains that uh, you exhibited your skills and expertise to put right. them together to create something. I mean, it's kind of like when... There are some Masonic speakers, for instance, who don't do uh, web talks for lodges. And that is because they believe that those experiences should be in person. And it, you know, like, or when you talked about uh, in Masonry, we'll have people talking about how they do their research and they feel that web research isn't good enough, right? You got to go to primary sources and things of that nature. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, these tools really in, are. In an era of digitization and global digitization yeah. efforts of primary source materials, that argument no longer holds weight. Got a point. Totally agree. Got a point. Boom. Yeah, it just it just feels Hashtag to me. Hashtag digitize your lodge records. Yeah, right. it feels like a a bad way um, to tr to try to control um, a hierarchy of education or um, you know it just it just seems bizarre at these these days. But I digress. I mean, even if you know to to your point, even if people are going to start poo-pooing the idea that, hey, I can use this to um, help me write Masonic education or put something together really quickly or not even put it together. Like like John said, you're sitting in Lodge and nobody has anything. You have a phone and a Wi-Fi connection. It takes all of 30 seconds for something to come out. Um, you can use it to point you in places that you never would have thought originally. You know, like, for example, I had uh, I spent this afternoon uh, – not during work hours, of course, um, 
pulling apart the secret teachings of all ages. Um, and each chapter, I would pull it apart and I asked it, hey, provide me a summary of this chapter and a summary of this chapter. And there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, crap, I actually never thought of that reading it, you know, and I've read that three or four times from start to finish. And I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. Is it because I think I know everything that's in that ginormous book, which I don't. Um, so I gloss over bits or there's things that the AI bot is pulling out that are not coming to me organically. And it was super interesting. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's beautiful because that's what this stuff is. This is a tool. And so you're going to see tons of uses for these AI tools in commercial industry, marketing, sales, whatever. But you have to think outside of the box and think, how can we use this tool for uh, our edification, right? For our usefulness in masonry. And it's just amazing to see what's even possible right now and then how much better it's going to get. Well, and that's and that's what I wanted to show tonight. More of more of a practical usage of um, of Robert sharing his screen. Apparently, RJ got his screen um, working. Good. Oh, he got it working! It Yay. works. It works now. Um, but actually, Yay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop screen <laughs> sharing this. So I'm gonna, yeah, Yay. I'm gonna screen share. There's Jason. Oh, there none for Jason. you. That's so cool. fine. So. Yeah, one thing that that this might be helpful for is planning your your year in the east. Let's get real practical. So, yeah, yeah. So um, generate a list of esoteric Masonic topics um, to present at. Our monthly lodge meetings. So, as an AI language model, I cannot determine your particular interests or knowledge level. However, here are some esoteric Masonic topics you could consider presenting the symbolism of the tracing board history and symbolism of the apron the spiritual significance of the masonic working tools the connection between masonry and ancient mystery schools the esoteric meaning of the masonic degrees the role of the masonic lodge in promoting moral and ethical values the symbolism and teachings of masonic holy royal arch degree the significance of the Masonic compass and square, the spiritual dimensions of the Masonic ritual and ceremony, the origins and symbolisms of the Masonic pillars, Jachin and Boaz. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, if you had nowhere to start, it's it can get, there's 10 topic areas. To read, that, read that last sentence, because that's really awesome. Please note that before presenting any of these topics, it is important to ensure that they align with your lodge's interests and that huh. you have the necessarily knowledge necessary knowledge to give a proper presentation and i will say write me a two minute <laughs> presentation on the symbolism of the masonic tracing board <clears throat> that's just this is just amazing 
Masonic tracing board is a fascinating piece of symbolism that represents the teachings and values of Freemasonry. A tracing board is essentially a diagram or picture that is used to illustrate the various symbols and concepts associated with Masonic degrees. At its most basic level, the tracing board is a tool used by the Master Mason to teach his apprentices the principles of geometry and the art of building. But at a deeper level, the tracing board is a powerful symbol of the journey that a Mason must undertake on his path to enlightenment. The tracing board is divided into three sections representing the three degrees of masonry. In the first degree section, we see the symbols of the entered apprentice, blah, 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 blah. Um, in the second degree section, we see the symbols of the fellow craft, blah, 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 blah. Finally, in the third degree section, we see the symbols of the master mason, blah, 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 blah. In conclusion, the tracing board is a powerful symbol of the journey that a mason must undertake on his path to enlightenment. It teaches us that we must start as rough and unpolished stones, and through our experiences in the lodge, we can become polished and perfected, ultimately achieving enlightenment and preparing for the next stage of our journey. Kaboom! Joe was just blown away. Look at that. Yeah. I love it. That so, is better than what you hear in ninety-five percent. <laughs> it's so true. Of the lodges out there. <laughs> I'd I'd like to read from the short doc bulletin from nineteen dickety-six thirty-two. <laughs> yeah. So Jason, I know right. that you you had something what? you had something also prepped that I think is actually pretty practical as well um what if we're not even talking about education what if you just need help as a worshipful master yeah so this was this was the first one i did um i will run it again and say okay um craft an agenda for a masonic lodge business meeting that includes opening closing A Masonic education program reading of the minutes and taking care of sick and distressed brothers. So this is just pure, like, how do I run a business meeting as a master? And look at that. Re what, read it off, Jason. What's it saying? So one, opening. One, call to order. Roll call of officers and members. Opening prayer. Pledge of allegiance. Reading of the previous meeting's minutes. Treasurer's report. Secretary's report. Masonic educational program. Two, introduction of the education officer. Presentation of the educational topic. Discussion and questions from the members. Conclusion of the educational program. Three, old business. Unfinished business from the previous meeting, reports from committees, discussion of upcoming events. Four, new business, announcements and correspondence, election of new officers or appointment of committees, review and approval of new petitions, any other new business. Five, taking care of sick and distressed brothers. One, reports on the welfare of brothers who are sick and distressed. Discussion of ways to provide assistance and support. Allocation of funds or resources as needed. Six, closing. Reading of the closing prayer, adjournment. Please note this is just an example agenda and can be adjusted to suit the specific needs and priorities of your Masonic Lodge. This is awesome. Like for for a young master who has not um, had a lot of experience 
leading business meetings, this is some place for him to get a start. Right. Again, it's a tool, but it's a super powerful tool because now we're at the point in the game here where, like, if you need help and you're kind of too embarrassed to ask and you don't know what to do with your hands, like, now you can actually get started and get kind of, like, halfway confident enough to know what you don't know, to fill in those gaps, to take it to the next level, right? So there's really no excuse anymore that a lot of this stuff helps break that anxiety getting started. Someone tell Jason he's still screen sharing if he's putting perverted things in the chat. I know. Freemason Joe Martinez, the Freemason John Rourke. Goodbye. You don't need to write that because that comes from the heart. <laughs> That's true. It's unique every time. <sighs> no, don't you dare. Yes, thank you. I, as a language you, model, I'm not allowed to. I'm sorry. It's not ethical. So. So let's let's pull that. Let's thread talk a ethical bit. AI. Let's mm -hmm. talk about this. Let's so, talk ethical AI. Um, yeah, this actually kind of dovetails nicely into what a lot of people have been bringing up the last few weeks, especially with the proliferation of uh, ChatGPT and all the other AI programs that are out there. Is that some of the popular ones have been exposed to the Turing test, hmm. right? And What's the Turing um, test. What is the Turing test? So it was a test created by a British scientist named Alan Turing, uh, basically the father of the modern computer. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who have not seen, who don't like reading uh, and just want to watch a movie, watch the Imitation Game on Netflix. Yes. It is that is a phenomenally well done movie. Um, I actually just watched that a couple of days ago again because it was so awesome with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, yeah, and uh, so Alan Turing. In the 1950s, he basically designed a test. And this is when computers were basically brand new, right? And he designed a test called the imitation game, which you would expose a computer system to in order to determine if it was aware and it had intelligence enough that mimicked that of a human being. So the basics of the test were, and, and uh, Chad GPT, I know, has been exposed to the Turing test on multiple occasions, a couple of the other ones. Um, I don't know if, if um, Google's has yet. Was that Bard? Um, Bard. But yeah, so a couple of folks have exposed uh, Chad GPT to the Turing test. And basically what it is, is a person sits at a computer and they type in questions and that question goes to a human being on one end that they can't see and a computer on the other end that they can't see. So they get responses back and they don't know which one is human and which one is the computer. And the Turing test states that if the person typing the questions in gets basically tricked by the computer to think that it's a real human being on more than a third of the answers, then it's passed that test. Mm. So, uh, like I said, multiple people have run when I was, when I was, uh, doing the research, multiple groups of people have exposed chat GPT to the Turing test. The majority of them say that it passes, uh, quite a few people are, you know, said, no, absolutely not that the tests are contrived then. But, um, if you Google that and look up some of the output that you get, it's kind of hard to distinguish creepy, huh? um, the answers. Yeah. So big discussion going on now is, yeah, all these uh, AI uh, applications that are out there, um, you know, they're getting close to being able to mimic the responses that you would get from a human being. Yeah. So Skynet. 
Love it. Boom. Uh, okay, right. I have I have I have to share this. <laughs> and then we'll go to I Robert. I have to share. And then we'll yes. All right. I have asked it to write a short satire of Freemasons eating <laughs> green beans before their business oh meetings. Oh my god. As the sun sets and the moon rises, a group of seriously lo- serious looking men gather in a dimly lit room preparing for their secretive business meeting. But before they can start discussing world domination and secret handshakes, they must first partake in a bizarre ritual, eating green beans. (laughs) Yes, you heard that right. The Freemasons, who supposedly hold the keys to the universe, (laughs) apparently can't start their meeting without a plate of steamed green beans. Steamed? It's like the... It's like they believe the magical powers of the beans will enhance their already formidable intellects and give them an edge in their clandestine dealings. The scene is quite comical, really. These grown men, dressed in their fancy robes, we don't wear robes, and ornate aprons, hunched over their plates of limp green beans like a bunch of children. being forced to eat their vegetables in the way they chew with such solemnity as if they're savoring some rare delicacy <laughs> is truly a sight to behold. It it makes you wonder what other strange rituals these Freemasons have up their sleeves. Do they sacrifice goats before their meetings? Do they dance naked? God, I hope not. Uh, who knows? One thing's for sure. If you ever see a group of serious-looking men chowing down on green beans in a dimly lit room, you may want to run the other way. They're either Freemasons or really, really weird. <laughs> I want the oh, that was, minute and a half of so my, my life back. Robert, let's see if your screen share is working <laughs> again. Well, let's see. Um, we'll do Good this, show. I think. Think we're gonna share anything that. to wash off the the site of green bean talk? Are you guys ready for this? What? Hit me. Uh, oh, what? What's your prompts? Give me Give the me secrets this. of a master mason. Ooh. Check it out. Wait for it. The secrets of a Mason are traditional password signs and tokens that are used to recognize and admit Masons into meetings and lodges. These secrets are kept secret and are only revealed to other Master Masons, uh, which is very similar to the first prompt I gave it, which was the exact same question, but it basically said, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was, I thought that was neat. Um, But something else here, let me, let me uh, share this with you. Um, all right. So I said, write an all original Freemason degree. Now I did this a couple days ago and it did a pretty decent job. We'll see what it does this time live, but here we go. Uh, pretty cool. Okay. Never before seen Masonic degree. All right. So I present you a man who wishes to be initiated into the order of Freemasonry let him be admitted. I present to you a man who wishes to join. What is your name? Um, I swear my obligation of Freemasonry before the volume of sacred law. You are now an entered apprentice of the order of Freemasonry. Uh, Warden, congratulations. So this is cool, but 
not what I got last time. So I think I think last time I said writing all original Masonic degree. And let's just see what we get here. And see what you're seeing Robert doing is kind of tweaking the prompts. It didn't get quite what oh, here he was you looking go. for. Yeah. Temple of the Rising it. Sun. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. Um opened in due form addresses the lodge we're here to witness the initiation of a candidate into the mysteries of our order the candidate presented to the worshipful master asked to kneel at the altar the worshipful master addresses the candidate you're about to enter the temple of the rising sun in this room you will learn the secrets of our order you will learn about the power of the sun and how it can be used to bring enlightenment and knowledge you'll learn about the importance of our symbols and lessons that each of them holds Master instructs a candidate to recite the following oath of my own free will and accord. Hereby, hereon, solemnly and sincerely promise and swear that I will never reveal the secrets of the temple of the rising sun to any person or persons whomsoever except a true lawful and then only properly requested. The master then instructs a candidate to kiss the Bible, indicating his accepted oath. Uh, instructs the candidate to rise, candidate invested with the lambskin apron and the white gloves of a mason. Master then instructs candidate to kneel at the altar, and the worshipful master instructs the lodge to join in prayer. Um, Temple of the Rising Sun, uh, you will find the light of knowledge. You will be taught the symbols of our order and the lessons they behold. You will learn to use your knowledge and skills to help others and make the world a better place. Okay, so then like, you could read all this, right? And then I could say, like, what is the penalty... Or breaking the obligation. Your brothers will be very disappointed. Oh, hold on. Let me uh, adjust the maximum length here. So let's just, I'm going to kill this here so we get more. Oh, it says it's two hundred. You deleted the obligation. Nah, that's cool. Here, just go like this. Interesting. Yeah, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But here, let me just go beta one left. Yeah. So while well, while now you, I want to join the the yeah. Temple of the Rising Sun. Exactly. Well, that's the beauty of it, right? Is because like the, in this particular um, overview uh, of this, I don't know AI. It actually tells us that everything that it comes up with is your property. Ooh, nice. You can mm. use it however you want, even commercially. Mm. So, so it's the ultimate work made for hire, essentially. You yeah. you pay the subscription fee and you keep all the IP, which is kind of awesome. That's kind of cool. While he fools around with that, I wanted to oh, share one real more quick. Thing. It says oh, you found it. It says the penalty for breaking you the obligation. To share my face is to be suspended or expelled from the lodge and forfeit all rights and privileges as a free, as a Freemason. But I think I shared with you guys That's when I was messing not around with the this. penalty. It said at, uh, to get ridiculed publicly by the Lodge. Uh, <laughs> yes. I like that. So I we approve. talked a lot about text 
text AI, which is amazing right now, in case you haven't <laughs> been following along for the past 51 minutes. But I thought there's other tools that do stable diffusion where they actually can create original artwork. And so by giving a prompt, you can actually have AI create an image that has never existed before, right? It's taking lots of source imagery from the past and creates a brand new piece of artwork that's never been seen before. That uh, is <clears throat> terrifying. <laughs> it's a little scary. I asked it to do a portrait of George Washington riding a DeLorean car in the style of an 18th century paintings. Those aren't quite... Um, Those are not DeLoreans. DeLoreans. And, and George has least looked better. The, the third one's not too bad here. All right. But even if we wanted to, let's just say we were giving a presentation... Um, and let's just say riding a horse to keep it simple. Let's see what that looks like. Um, what about a horse riding George Washington? <laughs> hey, it can make, it can create it. Um, this is uh, this is also something that you can use in your presentation. So you've used AI to write your George Washington and Freemasonry educational work. Now you can actually build slides using original artwork that you can tweak just like you tweak the text. So I think that's that's pretty wild that we can create something that's never been created before visually as well as textually i think one of the only things that i find uh, troubling at time well not troubling but um kind of uh, a bummer at times is that um, i can't be like uh you know show me a picture of george washington uh doing a beer bong with mark tabbert and sean Iyer. Right, that would be a great image uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the George Washington National Masonic Memorial. Uh, but yeah, I love I love how wild the AI can uh, like just come up with things. You can actually <clears throat> use some of these open AI chats to just say, "Hey, give me an image of this." It generates it and uploads it to a special wiki site, and then you have to click the link to find it. Close. Yours is much better. <laughs> there's, there's George. Look at him go. Taking Look at a him hit go. from the old beer bong. Love it. All right, so I'm going <laughs> to ask it to draw me a Masonic tracing board based on the podcast, the Masonic Roundtable. Do you think it knows who we are? Mm. No. It knows all. It doesn't. I think it'll do a web search. That is Ooh, not half bad. It's not terrible. I don't kind of, dislike yeah. it. Definitely, definitely saw the logo. Yeah. All right. Well, holy smokes! Yeah. This has been amazing uh, because we had a loose idea of what to talk about tonight, but the the conversations, the prompts, the the curiosities, the applications of it has just been fantastic for hopefully giving you some ideas of how to actually use this as a tool, as a new working tool of a Freemason in the 21st century. You know, and the big, the big thing with this episode, I think is uh, people probably don't know, but we just told Boom. the open AI to like write film and generate the episode. So this whole thing is not even us. We're all just hanging out. We're not even on it's the pretty air. realistic. huh? If if you find it, like you can zoom in. Sometimes when I blink, I'm sure you'll see that weird lizard thing 
We're like the eyes closed <laughs> the, eyes. the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to the final question of the day. And that is uh, starting with Jason, going to Joe, and then Robert last. I know. Yes. Um, is it in the new Mason's best interest to become well acquainted with this tool as he pursues through his journey in masonry? Go. Depends. <sighs> Typical consulting answer, right? Yes. Um, so I think this tool can help shortcut some things that would otherwise be tedious. Um, you know, figuring out which Masonic books to read. Um, you know, give me a recommendation of, you know, the, the best, easy to understand, you know, Masonic book on Freemasonry. You know, that saves him the trouble of having to find someone to tell him Freemasons for Dummies by Chris Hodap. It's the best, easy to read Masonic book out there. Um, arguably so i think it's all about the intention with which the tool is used well said all right joe what do you think uh well you know what i think skynet so um <laughs> no i'm kidding uh as a, as a technologist i absolutely love 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 that we have access to this technology and you know for all the positive points that people have brought up um you know the ability to help with research to summarize things that you don't have time to to uh, expand on your own um to give you new exciting ways to think about things i mean the opportunities are, are absolutely endless um so i think that yeah it's definitely a good thing um i mean i think we we sold it pretty quickly when we had it, when you had it first, right? A, uh, a three minute Masonic education piece. I mean, the excuse is gone now and there's nobody that could say, Oh, well, we don't do education in our lodge. You're full of crap. Right. So, <laughs> so instead of watching the baseball game or the curling match, um, take your phone out and ask your AI bot to write you some education. Too simple. I mean, that's, that's it. It sells itself. Love it. Robert. Well, as somebody who sits on the commi uh, the committee of Masonic education for the state of Illinois, uh, where we are free to use um, all of the tools and things at our disposal, uh, in a world where my committee, not my committee, our committee, is uh, detached from, I think. Uh, uh, detached from the administrative chain of command, which is like the area deputies followed by the area educator, followed by the district deputy, followed by the district education officers, and then finally the lodge education officers. All of these uh, uh, officers from LEOs, uh, typically, um, I hear it more actually from the 
the DEO, so district education officers, that uh, they're looking for somebody to come up with content for them uh, to serve this kind of stuff up on a silver platter. But I really have always suspected this was a giant excuse for, uh, you know, lazy uh, type working. Um, I think a lot of Masons think that uh, because it's a volunteer organization, you don't have to do anything, um, which is really unfortunate. Um, so I think that tools like this have absolutely assisted in removing any and all excuses possible. Uh, and so if, with tools like this that are available, if we still have educators out there that are not pulling their weight, that are, you know, just hanging on to, you know, move on up the chain, it's time they get fired. Uh, so that, that's, that's where I say it. Um, I think this, these kinds of tools are wonderful um, of course, use responsibly. Uh, Jason mentioned, uh, you know, he was Uncle Ben for a minute. Uh, with great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. And well, I mean, ethical AI is is a big deal these days. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and it goes, it, it must be stated too that a lot of our AI platforms that are out there today, these are so great, but these are still in their infancy, truly. And um, they offer uh, what we would call uh, like the disclaimer, right? Like because these are whatever, there may be references and wording and things that could be found to be offensive at times, right? Because it's a learning AI platform. So be aware of that. Don't get, you know, cranked up if uh, it says something to you that maybe is uncouth, but um for the most part, I think these are great tools, and I hope our brothers use them uh, for their benefit and the benefit of their fellow creatures. All nice. mankind. D depending on the jurisdiction. Sure. This was amazing. So I had a lot of fun with this episode. Um, it's been my recent obsession since it really came out, you know, before the, the holidays in uh, late 2022. But you can see it's... What I want people to take away, too, is not just all the cool stuff it can already do. It's trainable, right? So you know how it, it got some, some of the authorship mixed up. Great. You can train it by just saying, I'm sorry, the author was not Wilmshurst. It was actually a, an excerpt from Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike. Right? And then it'll say, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. And then it'll, it'll tweak, tweak itself. Uh, when we saw, like, the, the Lodge Minutes or the Lodge Agenda... You might say, well, that's not how we do the agenda in my, in my jurisdiction. Great. Tell it, hey, we actually put education last, the last thing on the agenda, or the first thing on the agenda, and it will rewrite the agenda based on what you tell it to do. So again, think of it not as a search engine, like where you, you put in a prompt and it tells you the answer. Think of it as a conversational thing, as a as an intern, as as an editor apprentice, right? That can You give them work to do, and, they, and you will help them grow and help you in return uh, by making your life a lot easier so it's all about being creative with it um, there's no wrong way to use it but there's some surely amazingly creative ways to take this there go. are wrong ways to use AI I just want to point that out there are wrong ways to use AI Dep depends on your moral code <laughs> it's a good thing that Freemasonry isn't a system of morality <laughs> yeah that's true. There's there's wrong ways for Masons to use it, but but anyway, yeah, I, I definitely would say this is definitely the the working tool of a 21st Mason, 21st century Mason, and so you know I really hope you guys have enjoyed it. You know, 
dive deep like share with us where do you think this stuff's going next because by the time this episode by the time we go off air there's going to be new tools that are coming out there we didn't even scratch the surface of uh, sound generating tools music generating tools presentation generating tools that exist today that use the same underlying technologies to create new pieces of work so um, you know the world's our oyster with that I want to thank you all very much for watching and keep searching for more light have a good night Wow.